Hello, this is F1 Indie Girls with Soraya and Sherelle. We are two girls who love Formula One and IndyCar. Let's get right into our Abu Dhabi recap. I'm absolutely just devastated that this is our last race. I know. Or it was our last yeah. race. I, I'm like, what are we going to do for the next, what, three months? 90, how does anything, like 94, 95 days? 96? days without f1 um time to cry <laughs> the yeah. all the reels going on about it being like and the season comes to an end or whatever the sound is and like all these different things i feel like just make me want to cry i know i'm like to the point i was like i can't watch this i'm gonna cry <laughs> i need f1 we're gonna have to go watch like old races, <laughs> old races, F one highlights. Go back and go watch do the old seasons that we haven't seen yet. It's true. We, anything what for me behind twenty nineteen is about all that I've seen. I've seen a couple races here and there, but other than that, basically nineteen and forward. So anything. So we'll just have to go back and watch stuff before then. <laughs> Uh, I feel like Bus Bros keeps me going. I have to catch up on all my Bus Bros episodes, so I feel like that'll keep me going, because that'll give me at least some entertainment of the... <laughs> I know. Like... Shout out to Joseph Newgarden and Scott McLaughlin. <laughs> Keeping us going through the F1 IndyCar break. <laughs> I know. I was traveling um, to Utah for Thanksgiving, and the amount of Penske trucks I saw, all I could think of was just the... I was like... Ugh. IndyCar and then I'd be like oh, it's over I have to wait till March and then another one would come back and I'm like oh Penske <laughs> I feel like I get so excited over the little things that remind me of F1 and IndyCar like when I'm passing somebody I'm like I have the DRS so that I like, can weave around them and I feel like I'm an F1 car <laughs> I know it's like funny that the little things will remind us of the sport I think it's so funny. I'll be in the grocery store and see different things, and I'm like, F1, F1. <laughs> the, like, Red Bulls with um, Checo and Max on them remind me of F1. And then, of mm -hmm. course, you have a lot of, like, the F1 figures that have, like, come out. Mm -hmm. And then some of, like, the sponsors for some of the other, like, Electrolyte for Pato I see all the time. Even so Kit Kats remind oh, me yeah, of F1 now. So F1. <laughs> Uh, there's just so many things where I'm like, oh, wow, F1. <laughs> but I feel like we ended on a good note for a lot of the drivers, I'd have to say, ended up on a good note. I don't think there was a single one that really had a bad Abu Dhabi race for the most part. I mean, there was a couple things that were a little ridiculous and kind of stupid and got several people mad. But I think overall, it was a pretty good pretty good race yeah i i would have to agree with that i think it was good you know season closer i wish it could have gone on a little bit longer i do too but overall a good race so to start we'll talk about the driver of the weekend so soraya who was your driver of the weekend this week Normally, I feel like I've chosen what some of my like favorite drivers, but this weekend, I'd have to say Yuki. He really surprised me in Q1 
qualifying made it into Q3 and had a really good qualifying spot. And then in the race, he ended up staying within that top 10 and leading laps for a long time, mainly because a lot everyone that was in front of him had already pitted. And I was taking a test for college, and I look up, and Sherelle Sh and I happen to look up at the same time, and we're like, Yuki's leading? <laughs> no, so happy for Yuki, you know, being able to lead a few laps. Especially on um, French toasts. It always reminds me of French toast. If I say French toast, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> His last race um, of the season, it was really good to see that Alpha Tower, at least up in the points, and leading a couple laps. I mean, throughout the years of him being in Formula One, he's had a, several drivers win races that you wouldn't expect, like Alpha Tau, like Gasly in Imola, not expect. Or was it Monza? No, it was Imola. When Gasly won? I don't remember. I can't remember, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was Imola. Or maybe, I think it was Imola. And he won. Or was it? I can't remember. Anyways. <laughs> And then having a couple of his other drivers go out and win in that Alpha Tauri, I think was really special for him to see that because Alpha Tauris are not usually the ones on the top. So I think to have a good end for at least one of his drivers, um, Daniel, I don't think had a bad race either. I don't remember where Danny ended, but I don't think it was too far from where Yuki yeah. was. I don't know if he was in the points, but he was. He was okay. He eleven, so he P11. was like right outside of points. Right outside. Yuki P eight. Yuki P eight. So, I have to say for his last race, his the AlphaTauri team did really good. Yuki overall, amazing weekend. Good qualifying. We'll talk about go a little bit more in detail later on. And I feel like it was all just. As a, as he's leaving, it made me very sad. So, like, I remember him saying, like, he was retiring, but, like, I kind of just pushed it out of my head because there was other things going on. And then everyone's posting about him. And then the huge, like, wall that everyone could sign for him and just all these different things. And I was like, he's leaving. Uh, like, ever yeah. since I've joined F1, he has been in F1. He's been in F1 for so long. And it just makes me so sad when people who've been in F1 leave. I just... It makes me so... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of... I feel like they announced that he was going to retire at the end of the season forever ago. And I kind of, like, with everything else throughout the season, just kind of forgot about it. And so, yeah, when they had Yuki... Like, Yuki showed his helmet and stuff. They I was like... On, they put it on oh, both yeah. Alpha Tauris. Yeah. His, his yeah. Helmet, Alpha Tauris. And so I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, he's he's been an amazing team principal and all of, I know he's had a lot of other several duties. He's just he's been an amazing guy to see in F1 and he will be missed. Mm -hmm. Don't know if he'll ever hear this podcast, but you will be missed. <laughs> and your driver of the weekend? My driver of the weekend was Charles. I you know Ferrari, I feel like, does not always have the best strategy. And so, you know, when he is in the car calling the, his own strategy, especially there towards the end, you know, with Checo and being like, 
how far, like, how big's the gap to check out George? I'll let him pass. I'll give him the slipstream. Let's try and get this five-second gap. Because he knew without that, they would not get second enough because of where science was in the end. And even, yeah. like, then he was like, well, where's science? Where's this? How's this? Yeah, like, he was doing his own strategy <laughs> there in the car as he was racing. Um, like he also had a pretty good qualifying. It's been five front rows in a row. And my boy Charles. I think overall just a good race for him. And so he was kind of my driver of the weekend. I just... I just think it's so funny that, you know, he's calling his own strategy now. (laughs) I think it's about time. (laughs) We all know who the real strategists are at Ferrari at this point. I think they should pay Charles (laughs) and Carlos extra because... Uh, There's a meme that I saw uh, shortly after the race where it was um, a picture of, like, I think it was taken in the beginning of the year of... Science and Leclerc, and they were like kneeling down and had their like were doing something with their hands, and then they someone photoshopped them and said the real strategists are, <laughs> and it kind of made me laugh. But Charles had a great weekend. It was good to see Ferrari at the top for the last race, and it wasn't at least a Ferrari at the top. I yeah. should say. I think if we're you know talking about Ferrari strategy. I'm pretty sure they're probably still out there waiting for a safety car. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Speaking of them waiting for a safety car, Science's weekend um, is my low of the weekend. <laughs> Why does Science have to have two bad weekends in a row? Two last, the last two races, and he has to have the two crappiest weekends. <laughs> like crashing in fp2 and then not being able to go back out and is qualifying out in q3 and then he makes up some places and he's got he's doing good and he's up in the points and then he pits and he goes back down and he goes back up to the points and you're like okay he's doing good and then the commentators remind you that he still has to pit again because he hasn't put mediums on and he's like him him like science literally was like when are we pitting like, what are we doing? And they're like, oh, we're going to push these tires a little bit more and wait for a safety car. I was like, there's not, safety car is not going to happen. We don't have Latifi <laughs> a safety car for us. Or Mazespin. <sighs> Love them both. Not hating on either one of them, but they were the ones that caused the most <laughs> safety cars that we've, I think, ever had. And I was like, just kept waiting and waiting for them to pit and realize that a safety car is not going to happen. Like, it's just like not I, not that I can predict the future or anything, but I was like, a safety car is not happening. Like that's just not it. And no pit, no pit, and they pit him on lap fifty six of fifty eight. I was like, you guys are absolutely stupid. Like that was the like worst I feel strategy. like they kind of killed any possibility of him being able to fight back into the points. Like had they maybe done it a little bit sooner, you know. Okay, more than a little bit sooner. He had been on those tires for quite a while. And so had they put him sooner onto something else, like, he could have had the possibility of fighting back into the points. But instead, they waited so long that he was losing time because, you know, here he is, like, his tires are terrible. And then by the time they finally pit, he has no, like, there's two laps to go, so he has no chance of 
fighting back and like you know coming back into the points where they were um with him being in p10 they would have beat mercedes by a point of where hamilton russell and leclerc they all finished he would have beat them by one point but because for our strategy i was like the race ended and i was like they lost the champion they lost what p what is three, it? three points, I think. Three. Well, they lost P2 in the championship by, by like three, three points. points because of their strategy. I was like, they literally did it to themselves. All they had to do was be tied with Mercedes because they won a race and Mercedes, Mercedes hadn't. hasn't. They so would have been, been in P2. P2. Like, they only had to be tied. But their strategy was garbage. I think I'm it's gonna... time to get new strategists at <laughs> Ferrari. Ferrari. I'm going to go hire for the strategist position at Ferrari. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point we can do better <laughs> jobs. Oh, I saw, I think it was last week at Vegas. Did you see the picture of the fans that dressed up as Ferrari strategists? And they were like dressed That's up as clowns. clowns? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how oh. I feel about <laughs> Ferrari. I feel like those memes have been going on since the beginning of the season. Yes. So to see a fan actually do it, I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, so my low of the weekend had to be that five-second penalty that they gave to Checo. Ridiculous. In my opinion, it was a racing incident. I think in a they lot of both, people's opinions, it was a racing incident. I feel like they both are kind of to blame there. Checo probably could have turned in a little bit more. But he was technically going into the corner kind of slightly ahead. And Lando did turn in more than he needed. Like, you know, Checo's obvious. He knows Checo's there. Obviously, if you're going to turn in, he's going to, like, you can only turn in as much as Checo does. And so I feel like they're kind of both to blame. So my opinion, it was a racing incident and should not have had a penalty. Checo had a great race, you know, fighting his way back from... P9. P9, and, you know, on track making it into a podium spot, but that, that penalty. And then for them, you know, I get probably shouldn't have called the stewards a joke, but I think he just voiced what everybody was feeling. We all kind of agree. And I'm pretty sure I've heard drivers call the stewards a lot worse. But for them to, you know, bring him in and... <laughs> Kind of reprimand him for calling them a joke. <laughs> that was kind of kind of funny, kind of Stupid. frustrating. <laughs> and then to, on top of it, to give him two penalty points on his super license for that, I don't think was necessary, especially when we had other incidences throughout the race that actually caused damage and you know Hamilton other things. Yeah, crushed, whoever crashed into Hamilton, and you know there was never any like penalties on any of the other things and i think even in past races we've seen incidences that were a lot worse and nothing came of it so it was just a very interesting call in my opinion don't necessarily agree but it is what it is and we will move on and hopefully nothing we can do about it now next year can be better <laughs> let's just hope next year is better in lots of places um, to get off of our, I feel like we always have to change and get off of our love the weekend. It was really good to see some of the rookies. Um, I feel like I've been waiting all year to see the rookies get a yes. practice. Yes. I actually love 
the practice sessions when we get to see the rookies. It's just kind of fun to see somebody else in the car and see what they can do. <laughs> it was funny. Um, I can never remember his name, but the rookie that drove Max's car, whenever he did anything, Max had an eye on him. He came in, his helmet was loose because he's not used to F1 helmets. Um, I mean, you're going a lot faster. The G-forces are stronger. That helmet's got to be on there tight. And he was like, or else it's moving around. He's like, my helmet's loose. We got to come in. We got to fix it. And the camera guy perfectly shows Max sort of turning around in his chair to look at his car. And he just had his eye on that car. He was like, you're bringing that car back to me in one piece. (laughs) And I thought it was really funny where none of the other drivers really were watching. I mean, they were watching the rookies, but it wasn't like they were Max watching. (laughs) Yeah, Max, I feel like was the funniest. And then, okay, loved getting to see Pato in the car, obviously, as IndyCar fans. We love our boy Pato being in the car. But getting to see, as the commentators called him, little leg rest Lando. (laughs) Well, you have... Last lap, Lando, and what else? What else has he been called? Last lap, Lando. I feel like there's some other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. Now he's little, little Lando. Lando. <laughs> it's funny because he has the chair all the way down and using the leg rest. Can we also talk about how you know Lando's got back problems, but the way he was sitting in that chair <laughs> makes you. <laughs> Kind of wonder, you know, why why he has back problems. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> I know. I was like, I feel like we both can relate to this because we both sit in the strangest positions, and then we're like, oh, my back hurts. I wonder why. <laughs> I already have back problems as it is, like medically diagnosed back problems, and then to make it worse, I sit in the most awkward t- and strangest positions and my roommates are like why are you sitting like that doesn't that hurt and I'm like no it's comfy and then like the next day I'm like wow my back really hurts today <laughs> yeah so and it's like yeah we get, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny Lando and I I relate Lando don't you worry <laughs> um but can then we can we talk about the fact that Felipe Drugovich in that Aston Martin coming P2 in practice ahead of Lance Stroll. I think Lance Stroll's seat should be. No, just kidding. Should Lance Stroll. I think someone's coming for your Aston Martin seat. Mm-hmm. I think you should oh, yeah. be prepared. I'm not going to say that I think <laughs> Felipe Drugovich deserves that seat, but. Yeah, no. I think Lance Stroll has some competition there. That's a, that's a top rookie right there to get P2 and, you know, in his practice, like the first practice he's done in an F1 car this season. Um, I think that's a pretty well-deserved look for the Aston Martin team principals and whatnot. Yeah. And I think it's good to know that your reserve driver is Can capable of that. Put an Aston Martin up on the top again because Aston Martin does not have the best car yeah. towards the end of the season. And, I mean, obviously, we didn't have a lot of the drivers in the seats, but still, there were some, a few of the, you know, you had Russell, regular drivers up there. Russell Piastri was in his seat. 
You um, had Bottas was in the yeah. sheet. Ricardo and Yuki both got to drive in all three practices because yeah. they had the reserve driver um, drive for several races. Yes, and then they had Nick mm-hmm. at the beginning. So technically, those were their two two rookies. Rookies. Um, so so yeah, you still had some regular drivers up there, but then you get this it you know, rookie in. What Russell and him? Yeah, at the top. Russell, him, and it, I wanted to say it was Logan, but I'm not sure that it was. No, nope, it was Danny. Danny. It was definitely Danny. Logan was not up there. Logan? I know at one point in practice he Logan was, up, was there. up there, but no, he, he was, was P11 at P11. the end. But I was going to say in the beginning of practice, I knew he was up towards the top, but it definitely kind of fell down. Oh, you had Pierre Gasly was in there. Carlos was in there. Yeah, so you had a lot of the. I didn't yeah. know. I forgot Carlos got all three sessions. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. But yeah, I'd have to say some of the rookies did really, really good. Um, I was proud of a lot of them. Really good to see, you know, Pato in there. Um, I don't really know a lot of the other rookies, but I know Pato, <laughs> of course. So yeah, it was really a lot good of to see F2 Pato. drivers. Yeah, um, a lot of two. Yeah. Also, speaking of Pato, I feel like this happened. No, it happened this weekend. Or was it last week? This weekend. Pato, or this, like, week, Pato got announced as the 2024 McLaren Reserve Driver. The FIA gave him his, and said he has point, or enough points to have a super license, and he can finally be the reserve driver for McLaren. I feel like this has been very long anticipated. Yes. I feel like it should have come a long time ago. It should have, but, but you know, things happen. FIA changes things and rules change. And yeah, so. and so very happy to see that announcement. I feel like very deserved. He's worked hard. He's worked hard. Yeah. And if you watch IndyCar, you know how good of a driver Pato is. He's so good. <laughs> I could watch him all day, every day, but I, I can know. also watch a lot of the drivers. Um, on to qualifying. Enough of practice i feel like we pretty much there wasn't a whole lot in practice except oh. for sciences yeah <laughs> sciences but we kind of briefly well, we talked about that already briefly talked about it he um though can we talk about the the cameraman with his crash you all of a sudden see carlos's car just go flying past and then the cameraman doesn't the cameraman's it. like yeah and then they're like oh wait <laughs> he, he didn't continue he hit the wall for science. And then, I guess, on the topic of science, science out in Q1 with, um, you know, getting solid, what, P16? Yeah, I think it was absolutely devastating to see the Ferrari get out. And as a Ferrari fan, I feel like you all should know this, I am a huge Ferrari fan. And to see a Ferrari get out in Q1 is absolutely devastating devastating like it breaks my heart whenever i see carlos leclerc yeah out in q1 i get it as someone who watched my <laughs> favorite driver get out in q1 a few too many times <laughs> this year i i get it it's it's never fun when the drivers you support are out and you're like well i guess you know <laughs> don't need to watch the rest of this I not guess... really i i always continue watching <laughs> but I definitely get it, though. It's 
it's it was rough. It was really sad to see. Yeah. Um, they didn't really say he just didn't have the pace. I feel like there wasn't really anything his fault. Yeah, just yeah. I don't think I was. I know he got frustrated with like he was saying traffic, but traffic, looking yeah. at it, I don't feel like it affected it too bad. Even the commentators were like, "Well." doesn't look too bad out there, so. Yeah, I just, I didn't get a chance to fully watch qualifying because I was traveling back from Utah and everything this weekend, and so I got to see highlights, but from what I've seen in highlights and different things, didn't look like it was really much anyone to blame, just didn't have the pace, just one of those off days. And then I feel like Logan was also having a very off day. Like, Poor Logie. if he could have just kept it in track limits, he, you know, was putting out some decent times, but it's like one after another, and they just got deleted, and you're like, His well. final time was, like, DNF'd, because he didn't even get a single lap time in. And it, I did, like, once again, they didn't show that in the highlights, and so I was looking at the after report, and I was like, Logie. <laughs> yeah. My poor boy, Logan. Um, speaking of Logan, I feel like um, it'll be interesting to see what Williams yeah, does. Yeah. They've said they want to keep him, but they also want to see him reach his full potential. And I don't know if they've seen him reach his full potential or not. It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure we'll hear, you know, yeah. in a couple weeks, maybe a month or so um, to hear if they Logan has a seat or not. Part of me is like, keep Logan, but then the part of me is like, could someone be better in that Williams car? It's just, it's very hard to see. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's hard because a lot of new drivers, I feel like, kind of take some time getting We, we saw it with Yuki to it. and Joe. And he's shown, you know, improvement and that he's, you know, getting there, but, you know, do we keep him and see if he keeps improving or do we switch him out? But then somebody else is probably going to have to take that time to, you know, time to get used to, get the, used car. to the car. And and it'll probably be coming from F2 where F2 cars are not as fast as F1 and where Logan now has had a year under his belt and knows what, and you know, how F1 yeah, so works. I feel like there's like, there's a lot of pros and cons to both. And so it's just kind of picky. <clears throat> You know, but like you saw what is more like, worth it for them? As not, I don't know if you can really relate an Alfa Romeo and a Alfa Tauri, but like you saw it with Yuki's first season, didn't necessarily have the best times, and Joe's rookie season also not necessarily super good compared to like they were close to their teammates. Um, but like, I feel like. They didn't have very good, like, phenomenal rookie seasons. Like, you can compare to Oscar. Oscar's had a phenomenal rookie season. And so it's just, like, I feel like, if anything, Williams, I'm I'm hoping, will be like, okay, you know, keep him. He's done really good. They've supported him in so many different things. Huge support in Qatar when he was feeling, like, completely ill. And several people were like, that was so dumb. He could, like... All the other drivers were feeling it too. Like he should have just continued and everyone was hating on him and his team came up and was like, no, you know, it's better for him to end rather than crash out. And so I feel like he's had a lot of support from the team, which is good. And they're not just throwing him out and 
you know, the middle of the season. Yeah. Like we saw with Nick, mm-hmm. which was kind of heartbreaking, but understandable from what they expect AlphaTauri to do as the other quote-unquote Red Bull team. So, yeah. interesting. It was, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, Q2, not much happened really other than we had Lewis getting out, which I think was kind of a surprise, especially then when Russell ended up getting P4. I feel like it's usually like both Mercedes do bad or both Mercedes do good. You, I feel like every once in a while we get where like it's completely opposite, where it's like Hamilton's doing great and Russell's like, what's going on? And yeah. but it's like, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if it's just like a track thing or how they set up the car, but yeah, very yeah, interesting to see the difference there this weekend. Um, along with track times deleted, Checo. Could have had a very good lap, and then right towards the end, um, that was one of like the last things I saw was Checo getting his lap time deleted. I was like, "Yeah, Checo!" And yeah, because he would have been up in the top three top had three. he not gone over track limits. And then he went over track limits, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Checo!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess no, he wasn't quite top three, but he was he still. Was like four. I think he was definitely higher than ninth. I guess I he was like. Four I'm or trying five. to remember. He was four or five. That's right, now that I'm remembering correctly. But, yeah, yeah and then all of a sudden he dropped, and I was like, no! <laughs> Not Checo. But, an amazing qualifying fa- from um, Piastri once again. That Piastri has just shown what a driver he can be in that McLaren. He's took it from very crappy beginning of the season to winning a sprint race to getting several podiums to getting several you know p3s and quality p2 p3 p4 p5s -hmm. you know top 10 top five um and a lot of the qualifyings in the second half of the season and so he's really proved himself as a rookie and i've been really proud of piastri and really proud of the position he ended up in his last race as well. I feel like he did a phenomenal draw job in a lot of it. Um, even in the race being in P6 and his ending, phenomenal job from Piastri. Yeah. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then we also had Charles being up there, right? He was pretty close to Max, actually, there at the end. Just, I think, a little over a tenth of a second between them. Um, so, good Just job from Charles that there. that Ferrari can fight with the Red Bull. I feel like definitely they've, you know, the last few weekends I feel like have been a little bit better for them. Well, for Charles. For Charles. <laughs> um, Ever since that heartbreak where he couldn't even make it. <laughs> To the form through the formation that Patronus yeah. has done really good. Yeah. And then science has not done really good. Yeah. Um and then uh, Yuki Q three is Q three. Um I think only... he qualified what sixth? I think it was his quali- highest qualifying, qualifying position all year. Danny didn't make it into Danny was fifteen, so Danny was at the bottom and to have Yuki B P six. 
just shows how phenomenal Yuki can put, or where Yuki can put that Alphatari. Not to diss on Danny. Danny can also put that Alphatari in amazing spots, and we've seen that. But I feel like this track was Yuki's track this year, and it really. Just, I love I love seeing an Alphatari up there in the yeah. top ten, especially when an Alphatari makes it into Q three. It's always like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Because usually they're, you know, out in Q2, Q1. So it was really good to see. Mm -hmm. And his finishing in the race um, was also really, really good. He, we'll just move on to the race since we're on it. Finished P8. Needed P6 to get ahead of Williams. Sadly, Fernando and Oscar passed him and, well, and Lando past him and he lost that p6 but p8 is still a wonderful position and he had overall good race was leading laps you know his um little his radio in the beginning for french toast made me so, so sweet kind of made me tear up as you know he's like let's go get it you know let's do this for him yeah thank you yeah. It's been his one and only team principal since Yuki has joined three years ago, which is crazy that Yuki is a rookie three years ago. But yeah, it was, that's his team principal. That is, you know, the guy who's helped him become the driver he is right now. And it's really, I don't know, it's, it's kind of sentimental and little sweet for Yuki. And mm -hmm. for even... Um, Max was uh first of all, this was his first team principal when Max got to or yeah when Max got to um F1 and he told Max he would become a world champion and he is a three times world champion by now. So I think that was kind of special for him to see his one of his drivers become a three times world champion in the time that he's been working with Red Bull because um if you don't know, um AlphaTauri is under Red Bull, so Mm -hmm. That was really, really sweet. Yes. Um, start of the race, I feel like, you know, drivers kept it clean. Um, we had some drivers making up a few spots. Carlos made up quite a few spots in the opening lap. Um, Charles was looking like he might pass. pass Max there for a second. Had a couple close. I think he knew that. There was no fight. There was no fight, really, and so didn't try too hard. Knew it was better to. I was like, if he would have passed it clean. Max, Max would have passed him again, and it would have just like there was. It was better for him to save his tires, and he knew that the fight was between him and George, yeah, and Norris, and so he was like, okay, I'm mm -hmm. gonna keep it clean. Yes, I probably you know could have gone for it, but I think it was best if he kept it clean. Yeah. So I think it was really good. Um, I feel like Norris had a good race except for his um, five-second pit stop. And I always, like, think of pit stops. I'm like, five seconds, like, not in an F1 race is so fast. And when they're sitting there, you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, he has been there been for there so long. long. Why is he still sitting there? And then they, like, show the time. And it's like, he's only 5. been there for 5.2 seconds. And you're like, 5.1, 5.2 seconds. Something like that. Like that. And, I was, and like, I was like, really? What? That? Felt like that was five seconds. I felt sure? a lot. It feels so long, but then I'm like, five seconds in reality is like 
so fast but five seconds in f1 that's like that put him several cars behind mm -hmm. but he ended up finishing p5 no yeah p5 because checo was p4 yeah um so he finished p5 so that five second penalty i feel like I don't know if Norris, uh, let alone McLaren, had the race pace to be up in the top three. Mm -hmm. But I feel like P5 and P6 for both Lando and Oscar it was pretty good. I feel like they did yeah. what they could. I feel like that Five second penalty was to the best they could do this weekend. I'll take it. They got points, um, which was really, really good for them. I feel like they needed those points. Mm -hmm. And... Constructors battle and in all the other battle and team or driver. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened during the race. I feel like there was good battling throughout, but just like not a whole lot. Shown. Wasn't a whole like, lot. You had a couple little incidents. You had like Hamilton, Hamilton and one of the was it the <gasps> Alpines? I thought it was and McLaren. Was it McLaren? I don't know. I, I know Checos was with Lando. Maybe it was with... I can't... Maybe it was with an Alpine. I just know that Hamilton was, was with the Alpines most of the race. And he... I think it was with an Alpine. I don't know which one. And then he ended up getting some damage. And they're like, do you think he's going to make it? Is he going to go in and take his... Replace his front wing? And he didn't. We've seen... I feel like... I don't know. It's kind of interesting to me. They say... That piece in the front wing is the most crucial part, but we saw Max literally most of Vegas run race without it. Without it, we've seen Charles run without it. I'm and like, then even this, I think the commentators even noted that he almost seemed like he was faster after the damage <laughs> than after the damage. before. <laughs> it, yeah, so it's just like everyone's like, "Oh, that's the most crucial part of the F1 <laughs> car with aerodynamics," and then we've seen so many cars dominate without having it i can't remember what it's called but it's like the end of the, the, rear the end ring, plate and plate of the rear ring and it's like you know it's, to me it's just kind of interesting how some cars can make it work and some cars are like they lose absolutely control when they don't have that end plate on so yeah but hamilton obviously he kept it the whole race it wasn't off it was just bent yeah yeah so i feel like that was it was really good mm -hmm. um speaking of Lando and Checo, we kind of already talked about that. Yeah. Um, more of a racing incident. I'll give my opinion because I didn't give my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what's your opinion? Um, I feel like it's really hard because Lando is my favorite driver. So I'm like, yeah, Lando didn't get the penalty. But then I'm like, Checo got the penalty. Don't necessarily think he deserves the penalty. But I'm like, I don't know. Where he was sitting, it would have, before he got the help from... Uh, Lewis, or not Lewis, why did I say Lewis? Before he got Charles. the help from Charles, the L names. Um, I was like, before he was like, if he has that five second penalty, doesn't get above George, and doesn't get ahead of Charles, Lando will get more points, which means they can pat, then Lando can get fourth in the driver's champion. And I was just like going through all these things. and But in the end, I feel like the penalty was, you know wasn't fair and i feel like if anything they should have named it a lot more of a racing incident if anything the battle between hamilton and alpine driver if it was an alpine driver i feel like that should have deserved more of a penalty than lando and charles 
Lando and Checo's incident. Yeah. Uh, um, and I just feel like after such a great drive, like, I know Checo posted about it, but, like, you know. It was just... Especially when it's a podium spot, it's so hard. Because yeah. he would have been on the podium had it not been for that. And it's just, I don't feel like it was deserved. Had it, had I felt like it was more, yeah, of his fault, I would have been like, okay. But I feel like so many people, even the commentators were like, that was stupid. Yeah. That was stupid. But speaking of the fight with Checo and everything, um, towards the end, I thought it was really, really funny that Charles was like, how far behind is Checo with and George, if I give Checo the slipstream and get him to get five seconds ahead, or, you know, what is it, like, six seconds ahead so he doesn't do this, we can get between George and I, and we can get more championship points, and mm-hmm. yada, 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 because he knew, I think his team was saying, you know, he knew Sainz still had to pit, and yeah, that he they were going to lose where Sainz was, and so he was like, okay, if I can do this, then that means they don't get that extra point, which means we would get ahead of them in the yeah. constructors. And I thought it was really, really funny that Charles was trying to, in a sense, help Checo, but he wasn't putting it as helping Checo. So it was about about him and the team. team. But yeah, it would have definitely helped Checo. I feel like there just wasn't enough time to back George up enough. Had it been a couple laps, a couple laps sooner... But then you ha- run the risk of George passing you, and now you lose your podium spot. Unless, you know, you can then stay within that five check- seconds. I was like, if but he, he risked that second place in the podium. The like, had he been able to back George up enough where George was more than five seconds, but he was within five seconds, it's he could have kept that second second. Place. But, like, it was give that second, you know, that third place. To that's a lot to try and do. And obviously, we've seen it is. A track where you can defend on a little bit as we saw in 2021 you can back drivers <laughs> up <laughs> but i feel like that is a very controversy topic there <laughs> shouldn't talk about that race uh it was funny because a lot of people were comparing they were like wow i feel like we haven't had you know very very good races and then they bring back the 2021 uh, Abu Dhabi race and I was like that is very controversy but um then the end I feel like that was kind of towards the end and then another towards the end of the race was Ferrari's stupid strategy I don't know how many times I can express how stupid that strategy Mm -hmm. was why did they not piss on sooner I don't know. Why do they think there'd be a safety car? Why aren't you pitting him? And I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for him to go in the, for them to just be like, box, box. Nothing happened. I feel like that's one thing I've watched, I've learned from both watching IndyCar and F1 is that they're both required to run the two sets of tires, at yeah. least two sets of tires. In IndyCar, they only have the two sets, but you should run them Unless if it's a early on. Yeah. Unless it's wet. What? But you should run the two types earlier on. Because the same thing happened, like, the last IndyCar race this season. Where Pato was up in the front. But he had to. But things happened and he hadn't run. Like, he looked like he would be in the contention for the win. Except 
had he had to pit again him. because he hadn't run the other set of tires. And so it's like, just get them out of the way earlier on. Because Unless if you're doing that like one-step strategy, just get him out. You yeah. Know? Early if you know and, you have to go. You know, back. if you know you haven't, then just pit early enough to like have some fighting chance of fighting back through the field because just like yes, I get maybe waiting a few laps for a safety car, but don't wait till the end don't of the race. Wait the whole freaking what was it like? I swear it was they like waited a long time. Three, he asked ten thirty. I think like he asked somewhere at least. In. Yeah, like 35, 30, 40, he was like, yeah, what like, are, are we doing? What are we pitting? I think he waited like 20-ish, even if not longer Because you saw, I think, Checo pitted a little after they made that radio car where they're like, radio call where he, they said they were waiting for a safety car. And Checo got on new tires and was able to go. I was like, And he, he made up quite a few spots there in the end. Yeah, he But with Carlos, they just... <sighs> Waited way too long. <sighs> so annoying. But overall, I have to say the season's been pretty good. Um, I feel like to end off the season, we'll just go over, go through the, let's go through the Constructors Championship first. Um, I feel like throughout the whole race, I was like. And they kept showing at the bottom, the bottom. like, oh. Where it stands, oh, you're, you know, where they, you know, where the head or Mercedes ahead, or yeah. So we had obviously Red Bull. We knew from what several races in or several several races ago, we knew that Ferrari is one yeah, of the constructors. Been, Red Bulls have that sealed up for quite a while, for so long. Um, second place came Mercedes with four oh nine. And then you had Ferrari with 406. I feel like that was one of the main battles that was going on throughout the whole race was Mercedes and Ferrari, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you had McLaren coming in fourth with 302. I feel like that was, you know, really good for McLaren on where they started off the season to see them in fourth place. I feel like it was really, really good. Yeah. Aston Martin um, with 280 which is not bad from, you know, they had a really good beginning of the season, thought they were going to be a lot higher with how the drivers were, you know, with Fernando getting all I those I remember pointers. at the beginning of the season, I know he had been, like, off the podium for a few races, and he's like, here on out, I'm going to be on the podium every race. <laughs> and then he only made it on the podium one other time. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then you had Alpine um, at 120. And then Williams at 28. AlphaTauri with 25. That was another huge, like, um, one that was going on that was like, if you can get P6 and above, then AlphaTauri will be above Williams. And so I was like, mm -hmm. kind of hoping AlphaTauri would be above. Um, position 9 goes to Alfa Romeo at 16. And then Haas at 12. Overall, I want to just say every team. Been really good this season. Yeah, I feel like we had some good battles throughout the season. I feel like I was cheering on every driver at least at one point yeah. this season, including yeah. Max Verstappen. <laughs> yep. I feel like I was always, always cheering him on. Mm -hmm. um, drivers, we talked about how the top three were the same, how the top three have been secured with Max Checo, 
Lewis. Um, what was it? Fernando, Charles, Lando, and Carlos is how it ended. That one was that very one changed much quite a bit from, from where we were at last week. Yeah, it was. I feel like what Charles and Carlos kind of Charles and Carlos swapped, swapped. but because um, Fernando has had more podiums than Charles, um, he gets to be ahead. Yes, because they, they were even. They're even points. points. But because Fernando has more um, podiums, he gets to be ahead. And then Lando is one point behind, behind them. them. Which makes, I wonder, how many times has Lando been on podium? Do you, I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember. I wonder if he got one point more if he would have been ahead of Fernando, if it would have been Fernando, Lando, Charles. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Carlos was five points behind them. Um, he could have had more points, but for our strategy, it was kind of mm-hmm. stupid. Russell um, sitting at 175 in P8. Oscar, 97 um, with position nine or P9. And I have to say for a rookie being in the top 10, yeah, that is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he won... T- Rookie of the year, or top rookie, I guess is what F1 calls it. Um, so, that, I mean, I feel like it was kind of a given not to be rude to Logan, but Oscars outperformed Logan 100%. Yeah. Lance Stroll at 74. So that makes up the top 10. And then you have Pierre Gasly, 62. Esteban, 58. Alex, 27. Yuki, 17. Valtteri, 10, Nico 9, Daniel 6, Joe 6. Why is. Huh. I wonder how that works because neither Danny or Joe have gotten a podium. So why is. It's probably whoever had the highest, highest finishing finish position. In, yeah, that's how it goes. So Danny finished finish higher, higher in a race than Joe. Joe did. And then it's kind of funny. The last one's just like Ke- or Kevin. I guess Magnus, and I don't know why I said that. Either way. Um, three, Liam, two, Logan, one, and then Nick, zero. I think it was funny how it was like three, two, one, one zero. Yeah. <laughs> but I will have to say I'm very proud of both rookies. I'm proud of all three rookies, um, even though Nick got kicked out um, or got replaced, however you want to put it, um, by Danny. I... I feel like he had a good beginning of the season you know he didn't perform as well as red bull wanted him to but i feel like he did have a good you know pretty decent season mm-hmm. logan had a rough start but i feel like he picked it up really proved himself to mercedes um and deserved that one point even though it was because of dnfs or not dnfs um disqualifications and so i feel like and liam another rookie also phenomenal job replacing Danny when he ended up needing that replacement. And so I feel like all of our rookies that we've had this year did a phenomenal job, and I'm proud of every single one of them. Yeah, I feel like overall we just had such a good, memorable season. I know for a lot of fans, watching Max win race after race got frustrating. <laughs> I know um, I got frustrated. But, then but I, I think I... We listen to lots of podcasts, and we love listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. <laughs> and 
Alexander Rossi brought up a good point in one of them, which kind of changed the way I thought about Max and his dominance. Because for so long it was like, can somebody else just win? Why is it always Max? But he talked about, you know, how cool it would be to be able to say, you were there for that. You were there for like one of the most dominant F1 seasons that we've seen. And at, like, can't we just like be like, wow, he's done a great job because he has like he's broken so like I know back in like watching Lewis dominate for so long and having Lewis break all these records, but to have Max, he's not as like Lewis is a seven times world champion, Max is three times world champion, Max leading over a thousand laps in a race season winning consistently like lewis it was like a lewis would win a couple someone else would win a couple lewis wins Mm -hmm. and then like but this one was like max won every race but three like that to me like i'm not a huge like i love max i he's a driver he's a good driver support him Mm -hmm. but he's not my favorite but he has come to show like i remember him being a brand new f1 rookie and him being so cocky and me just i just didn't appreciate that but to see him kind of grow up and to see him be that consistent driver and to put that red bull and push the red bull to its limits and do all these phenomenal things i think is really kind of just been like okay i may not like having the same driver win every single race but I think it's really awesome to be like, I've sat here, I watched the 2023 season beginning to start and watch Mac be, Max be consistent, you know, break all these records that haven't really been broken, you know, in a while and all these other things. And it's just kind of like, I witnessed it. Yeah. Well, and I think really no one else is out there doing what he's doing. And, you know, across different motorsports, like you just don't have someone who is at his level very often and so i think you've had people you know, in the past yeah but. and so to be able to be here and be a part of it you know as frustrating as it can be <laughs> sometimes i think you know it still is very cool to be able to say that you know we are here for it and we're able to watch him do that yeah i think it's it's definitely i enjoy it um he I can say I know the Dutch national anthem. I can't say I know it more than my own national anthem because, as I don't, if you live in the U.S., the U.S. national anthem gets played so often, and yeah. you sing it so much as a kid. And so I know the U.S. national anthem more than I know the Dutch national anthem. But I'm I starting know to know the, the Dutch, Dutch and Austrian <laughs> national, national anthems anthem. pretty well. Pretty well. I know some drive. I know some people that don't necessarily have you know, listen to their national anthem. They're like, I know the Dutch national anthem more than I know my own. So, but I think it is, I enjoy, I've enjoyed watching Max. I've enjoyed watching all the drivers. In the beginning of the season, it was mostly Max, but you kind of towards the end, you could see McLaren's fighting up with Max and you could see Ferrari's fighting up with Max. And so I think towards the end of the season, it was really good that other cars could start making those adjustments and being like, okay, Let's get up there and fight at the top with Max Verstappen and Checo. And I think it was it was really, really good to see. I 
I feel like there was a lot of lows and it was frustrating, but overall, I have loved 2023 season and I'm sad it's coming to an end. Yeah, and I feel like for us, it's been, you know, a year that, you know, because I got into it last year. And so it was good to just kind of watch things last year. But I think as we've gotten more into it together and, you know, started this process of making podcasts and doing things together, it's loved, made me love the sport even more. Yeah. Um, this is our first full season where we have been able to watch all of it. All of it, whether together, it's been together yeah. or, or separate. Because you missed about the it. end of last I season. The end of 2022 season due um, to... I missed the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> due to some things that um, I did for stuff that I enjoy. And so I um, missed the end and she missed the beginning. So this is our first full race season together. And I think it made it just a little bit more special... Um, it was kind of hard in the beginning because uh, we lived in two different cities to watch races together. We made it work for some of them, um, but to be able to watch at least the last good portion of it yeah, together has been really nice. And then getting to do this, yes, like it's become so fun to watch the races and figure out, okay, what are we going to talk about? Oh, or what what food about? are we going to eat with these races? Um, it's just true. been the last couple races we've done. Like, oh, what meals can we kind of yeah? Bring into since these? Mexico, when we decided to eat tacos <laughs> for dinner, we we're like, we should do themed dinners for oh, all last. the races whenever we watch the races. Last four races. Um, it's been so fun, and I think you know, even though we didn't go to an F one race together, getting to go to IndyCar together and just. Preparing our you know, car race together. Yeah, and I know we'll get to go to an F1 race together at I some point. I just have to graduate college. <laughs> <laughs> Money is a big deal when it comes to F1 races. you gotta you got to have a lot of that. And as a college student, uh, most of my money goes to college tuition and housing. So, but yeah, I, I am so excited for the next season to see what it brings. And, you know, I've absolutely loved this one. And, and all the great memories that we've been able to have together throughout it. It's been so good. Um, and just because we're an F1 IndyCar podcast, um, we are not, I feel like we mentioned this, but to say it again in case we have any new followers who are like just being like, oh, I guess they're ending. Um, we're not going to end. We're going to dive into... Um, some of the teams we'll do a team recap go into some of their histories and then we'll do an overall like how do we think the team did how do we think the drivers did and just spend some time going through that we'll also um we haven't really touched on indycar that much and so we're going to get into some indycar here during our summer vacation and kind of just explain to you guys what indycar is because we've talked about f1 so much and hopefully we'll gain some indycar followers you know anyone who loves IndyCar and they're waiting for a podcast tell them to join and listen to our podcast we'll do an IndyCar intro and just kind of explain IndyCar and we'll do um two-parter season cat recap of the IndyCar 
And then through all of that, we will go, that will be our summer. And then we will start up again with predictions for IndyCar and predictions with F1. And then the seasons commence. <laughs> yes. Um, next week, though, we're going to give it a break from like teams per se, but we are still doing a podcast. It is about attending races in person. So if you want some good tips and tricks and then also to hear our experiences <laughs> of going to races and you know here's some funny stories that have happened to us one thing i realized we didn't talk about in we've already recorded it so it will be out <laughs> next week but we did not talk about being stopped by arrow mclaren photographer oh yeah and getting our photo taken and put on we got it put on their Facebook. Um, we were standing in line what, for the autograph session. We had I had my F1 McLaren jersey, Pato hat, Sherelle had my Pato hat, Pato jersey. jersey. Um, and he comes, he's like, "Can I take a picture for you guys with of you guys?" And we're like, "Of course, yeah." And later that day, we got put on the McLaren Facebook page. And, and then, then a few months later, at the end of the year, for their like, thank you for the fans, we ended up on that post. Instagram post. And then while I was at F1, one of the social media guys for the, <laughs> the McLaren, guy. well, it was a different guy. Oh, different guy. Different guy, but still part of McLaren team. Um, he came up to me and he's like, are you a McLaren fan? <laughs> I was like, yes. And I had my Pato shirt on. Pato, so that's why I was... Because um, I do not have an F1 shirt yet. But I was like, got Pato. We're going to represent we'll, McLaren. We'll work on getting you a, an a McLaren shirt. Don't yeah. You worry. We're working on building <laughs> up our collection. But he was like, can you help me out for this video? And I was like, yeah. So I ended up in one of their posts at the Austin One of the race. reels. Is yeah. Real? One of their reels. So... so I was going to say, it's tradition now that <laughs> it's happened at both races that I've gone to so far, is that we get stopped by McLaren team members to get and end up on their social media, social and then getting a picture with Pato, so got to continue this. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get a picture with Pato at 500. We will see if we make it onto the... I feel like if we go full out, we'll make it onto the McLaren team. I believe in us. <laughs> um, but we haven't had podcasts the whole season. But thank you if for those who have listened to every podcast. We appreciate you and we're excited to continue doing our podcast. Hope you guys stick around for the rest of our podcasts. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today as we talked about Abu Dhabi. And we hope you will join us next week as we talk about going to races and some tips and tricks for you guys along with our experience. This has been F1 Indie Girls. We'll see you next week.